This is your KVNF Regional Newscast for Thursday, February 15th. I'm Lisa Young. A bill that would ban the possession and sale of assault weapons was introduced late Tuesday in the state legislature. It faces an uphill battle. A similar bill last year didn't make it through a legislative committee. Republicans and several Democrats voted it down. Last year's bill would have outlawed the sale and transfer of certain semi-automatic guns, including large caliber firearms and those that use high-capacity detachable magazines. Conservatives and gun right groups say banning assault-style weapons goes too far and violates Colorado's Second Amendment rights. Hotchkiss Mayor Jim Wingfield says he wants to schedule a work session to plan a water study and plan rate increases to receive a Department of Local Affairs grant and other grant money, reports the Delta County Independent. Wingfield also said the town is trying to secure more water and improve water after public comments in the past two meetings regarding problems with fluoride. As Colorado continues to face higher prices, a new report sheds light on what is really driving inflation. Eric Galatis has more. As corporate profits remain at all-time highs, a new report shows that more than half of rising consumer prices in 2023 were caused by corporate greed or greedflation. Elizabeth Pancotti with the D.C.-based think tank Groundwork Collaborative says before the pandemic, corporate profits drove just 11% of price growth. But even after supply chain snarls were resolved, companies chose not to pass savings along to customers. Keeping sticker prices much higher than they probably need to be and as a result, they have really padded their bottom line on the backs of American consumers to the tune of about 53% of inflation being driven by corporate profits for the most recent quarters. The report echoes analysis by the Federal Reserve Bank of Kansas City, which identified price gouging as the driving factor for inflation during the height of the pandemic. Some economists have argued these price hikes were due to companies bracing for future production costs, while others note corporate CEOs have a legal obligation to maximize profits for shareholders. Pancotti says while production costs did rise by 1% in 2023, consumer prices still rose by 3.4%. She adds for the past three years, CEOs have bragged on shareholder earnings calls about high profits linked to raising prices. Even though their wage costs or their input prices have gone up, they are able to completely offset those by charging consumers more. So you don't have to listen to us. They've said it themselves. An economist at a leading global investment bank has warned that greed could lead to widespread social unrest. Pancotti notes the Trump administration's 2017 tax cuts gave corporations a tax break for profiteering, and those incentives are set to expire in 2025. Economists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst have also called for temporary price controls to prevent spiraling inflation in future crises. This is Eric Galatis for the Colorado News Connection. A coalition of conservation groups plans to sue the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service over its decision not to list gray wolves under the Endangered Species Act in more parts of the West. Wyoming Public Radio's Olivia Wheats reports for the Mountain West News Bureau. 
The agency announced last week that gray wolves in Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming would not be listed as endangered. This was in response to a petition seeking to protect the mammal in all the northern Rocky Mountains and western U.S. In its decision, the agency says that after reviewing data from sources including state, federal, and tribal, it found that the species is not at risk of extinction. Casey York is with Trap Free Montana, one of the conservation groups. She says the service relied on inaccurate population estimates for wolves in Montana. The science shows that the population counts are not accurate, that they're flawed. They're using these flawed models. York also expressed concern over declining genetic diversity among northern Rocky Mountain gray wolves. While gray wolves will not be listed in more western states, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service says by December 2025, it plans on developing the nation's first-ever gray wolf recovery plan. For Wyoming Public Radio, I'm Olivia Wheats at the Center of the West in Cody. Cole Berger is running for the Democratic primary in Colorado Senate District 5, a fifth-generation Coloradan. He says he cares deeply about the communities in the district and wants to shake up the status quo. I know how lucky we are to live in this beautiful part of the world, but I also know how hard it can be to make ends meet. Um, you know, my family has at times struggled to keep a, a house over our head, um, fought foreclosure. I have friends and family members who have been brought to their knees by healthcare costs, um, who've struggled with access to mental health. Um, I, my first memory is irrigating with my mom, so I know what it's like to have your entire family's livelihood depend upon water. Berger, who ran and lost in the 2022 primary for House District 57, believes his background in policy and policy analysis puts him in a unique position to understand how to get things done. I've spent the better part of my life working on advancing policy to make make the world a better place, whether that be through educational funding reform to make sure that um, uh, poor communities and poor school districts or, or majority minority school districts get the same resources that um, you know schools who are better off are. Berger will be facing Montrose Mayor Barbara Bynum in the district primary. He says what sets him apart is having a deep policy experience and a new perspective. I am not focused on necessarily the the, the way that we've been doing things, but I'm go, I want to go to Denver to make sure that we're standing up for people who are not always heard. Berger says he's hearing back from folks in the district, which includes all or pieces of seven western Colorado counties. In our listing area, CD5 includes Delta County minus the town of Cedar Ridge, the eastern portion of Montrose County, and Hinsdale County. Almost every single person talks about housing affordability. Um, I think the cost of living crisis in Colorado is probably first and foremost among um, on top of mind for most people. We are hearing it, whether it's housing or healthcare or childcare, those are all just what keep people up at night. Um, the, the second kind of bucket that, that I hear about is protecting our, our environment and our public lands and our water. Um, whether you're a rancher or a resort owner, um, you depend upon snow and we've got to kind of confront the emissions problem and the climate crisis head on. And then I, third, I think the third thing is making sure that, you know, people can live here um, with good quality of life and dignity. We need higher wages. We need to diversify our economies. And we've got to make sure that 
you know, people can afford to stay here and that we're transitioning to an economy that's not subject to the boom and bust that we've seen in the past. The Senate District 5 primary will be on June 25th. Berger will appear as Colin Berger on the ballot. State Representative Mark Catlin, a Republican from Montrose, announced his run for CD5 on Wednesday. He will replace Senator Perry Will, who has decided to run for Garfield County Commissioner. That's your KVNF Regional Newscast. I'm Lisa Young. Thanks for listening and supporting your Mountain Grown Community Radio for Western Colorado. You can send news tips and ideas to news at kvnf.org.